This is Melanie Hamilton Bassich, Chief Editor of Rehab Management and Physical Therapy Products. For today's podcast episode, I'm happy to be here with Mike Studer, a longtime PT who now has a Doctor of Physical Therapy degree, in addition to many other degrees and certifications, and is the co-founder and co-owner of Spark Rehabilitation and Wellness in Bend, Oregon. We will be discussing Mike's experience attending an online transitional Doctor of Physical Therapy program and what insights he has for other PTs who might be interested in obtaining this degree. Mike, you started a transitional Doctor of Physical Therapy program to obtain this advanced degree after you'd already established your career as a physical therapist and business owner and made a name for yourself in the field. Why was it important to take this on? Yeah, Melanie, that's a great question. I think for me, I have never really done learning. Uh, I always have had a passion for it and I was looking for another opportunity to kind of shore up some of the areas that I felt were uh, deficient or less than my standards for my educational uh, preparation since I graduated back in 1991 from PT school and specifically I felt that I had room in my life right now to be able to improve in my capacity to read diagnostic imaging, perform differential diagnoses in areas outside of my specialty sector, to be able to analyze the literature better, and to be able to understand pharmacology. So I'm never done learning. This was a perfect time for me to do this exact program right now, and I'm so pleased that I did it. And who can benefit from this type of program, do you think? Yeah, uh, I think there is a diverse group of individuals that can benefit. Uh, obviously, myself and uh, my colleagues that graduated with a bachelor's in physical therapy would be first and foremost. Additionally, uh, those of us in my profession that graduated with a master's in physical therapy would be the second most likely group to benefit. Uh, the education is formidable and it's comprehensive. Uh, so there may even be individuals uh, that would want to partake this in their effort to, to re-enter into uh, the field of physical therapy after some time away. I will also tell you it was very intriguing, enlightening, and enriching for me to be able to be a colleague uh, with uh, or a classmate even with several individuals at the same time that were taking this so that they could obtain licensure in the United States. So I had the benefit of also participating in these classes with other individuals that have um, uh, physical therapy backgrounds that are foreign trained as well. So I think you've got three major sectors, bachelors, masters, uh, and foreign trained, and then another sector of individuals that have been away from the profession looking to get back in. Can you share some insight into how your approach to the transitional DPT program shaped your experience? and whether your approach or perspective changed over the course of your studies? Yeah, that's a really good question. So my approach was I felt like I recognized the arenas of physical therapy healthcare that I wanted to improve. And I saw in the program that I chose, the College of St. Scholastica, an opportunity to specifically shore up those exact areas, and I've named a couple of those already. What I realized after I got into the program and a few assignments helped me to understand this is that two things. Number one, 
uh, I didn't know how much I didn't know, uh, and that's in terms of specifically statistics uh, and pharmacology and less so in differential diagnoses, uh, but I didn't even realize how much I didn't know. And then, so that helped to reshape uh, my approach a little bit as well. And then the second thing that was very transformational is to get a deeper dive into uh, the American Physical Therapy Association's vision for the profession, uh, vision 2020 and now even extending beyond, so that I could actually uh, work to prepare myself to be a better first-line primary care provider and to be a comprehensive um, service for an individual throughout their lifespan. Now, I've always held that notion, but I was really able to shape that uh, and into a true image much better than ever before. So your question was, you know, what is your what was your approach into the program? And my approach was to go learn didactic information, figure out how I could translate it. But uh, as I got into the program, I was able to appreciate this broader umbrella uh, of my role in healthcare as a provider. And uh, I feel like I've been able to translate now that in as a clinician through some of the projects that I did in the program. And truly, I'm going to be able to effect that change over the individuals that look to me as uh, a mentor. And so I'll be able to actually effect more than just a change on myself now. And that changed throughout the program as well. So considering your experience, uh, what tips or advice do you have for people themselves considering a transitional DPT program? What do you suggest they be looking for to find a good fit for them? Yeah, one of the things that I really appreciated in my program, and I think this will be true for most individuals but not all, is that I was able to participate in a core set of classes and I was able to bring my area of interest and expertise, neurology and geriatrics, and I was able to kind of breathe my area into those classes. Having that permission to stay somewhat neurologically and geriatrically focused gave me, an individual that's been out of school for decades, a little bit of uh, peace, autonomy, agency, so that I could accomplish this. Once I got in to the program and knew that I had that permission to stay in my lane, I had then the comfort and the experience with a few weeks under my belt to start broadening my horizons, looking into pediatrics, orthopedics, women's health, um, injury prevention, health wellness, uh, many of those areas that are well outside of my lane. Uh, and uh, so really my advice would be uh, find a program that allows you to be yourself and then give yourself the permission to extend beyond yourself uh, once you have that comfort of academia again. And I feel like that was probably the best singular piece of advice that uh, I looked back on and could probably pass forward to other individuals. Many new physical therapists are starting out as DBTs now. How does becoming a DBT benefit a physical therapist today, in your opinion? Good question. So there's probably three different answers to that. Uh, first and foremost, I had the peace and comfort that I felt like I had shored up 
those main areas of concern that were insufficiently prepared in my mind for my status uh, as a physical therapist in this day and age. So having the DPT, I could tell myself, I'm continuing to learn, I'm continuing to try to improve, and I'm doing my part for my patients. So that's one thing. Second thing is to uh, relatively level that playing field uh, of what is expected of a physical therapist. And I knew that I was not uh, someone that was not quite meeting standards in some areas. So to have all of us doctorally prepared, I believe is important so that when a referral provider uh, or an insurance uh, authorization, decision maker, payer, reviewer uh, looks to a physical therapist, they can understand and know for certain that this level of preparation is uniform times all persons. And I think that's very helpful as well. And then the third thing really is kind of that global architecture uh, of being able to be a provider of choice that can be serving individuals in a primary care role. And really to be proficient in differential diagnosis uh, includes understanding pharmacology, diagnostic imaging, uh, health wellness, uh, and someone that can actually continuously participate in reviewing the literature and can critically analyze it. So I'm preparing myself uh, in that third rail, if you will, that third principle. I'm preparing myself to not only be that frontline provider for my patients right now, but I'm also preparing myself to stay up to date with critically analyzing the literature so that I can continue to be the best provider possible uh, for my patients ongoing into the future. So I think those are the, the three main areas that I would speak to that question. Thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about how the degree that is required or expected of a physical therapist has changed over time and how the DPT fits into that? Yeah, that's that truly comes, I think, straightforward back to uh, the Vision 2020 and where we expect ourselves to be within the communities that we live. The physical therapist needs to be the movement scientist and the movement scientist that can analyze movement, create a hypothesis, decide how to examine and further uh, delineate what is happening with this individual biomechanically, pathophysiologically, uh, uh, dissect impairments, treat impairments, um, examine an individual and understand uh, how they're doing not only physically but also psychologically and cognitively. Uh, so really uh, that, that role of the physical therapist is the primary key there. Can you be a comprehensive total provider for movement sciences and we understand how movement affects all of the body systems? And in that, you have to know exactly what you can treat, 
what is in your sector, scope of practice is included in that, but also to be so proficient that you can recognize what's out of your sector and whom to refer to. So now the role of the physical therapist truly in 2022 and we're almost at 2023 to be that comprehensive provider, a doctoral training, I believe strongly is necessary because otherwise, again, uh, I found myself two years ago uh, as that provider that could provide great care for you if you were referred to me uh, in, with an appropriate diagnosis that was accurate uh, and in my sector. Now I feel like with this training, I can be uh, a great gatekeeper for you. I can confirm that I can help you and I can better position myself to help you find another practitioner and identify what's wrong with you even if it's something that I cannot treat. And that's so important because truly there's a lot of waste of healthcare dollars that goes into all sorts of practices physicians, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, rehabilitation providers alike. If we don't get the diagnosis right, if we are not proficient in our differential diagnostics, uh, and we are treating without the ability to do two things, confirm the condition uh, or measure the outcome, is this individual improving? And now I feel like I am firmly in a position to be able to do that, uh, and I'm confident that that's the case, and, and truly that's why physical therapists need to be doctorally trained uh, so that, um, again, we don't waste healthcare dollars, uh, and we're helping people in a very efficient manner to be able to achieve the potential that they have. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Mike, for sharing your experience and insights with us. And thank you to our listeners. You can read more about Mike Studer's experience obtaining his Transitional Doctor of Physical Therapy degree in his article, Why a TPT Degree? Why Now? on RehabPub.com. For more great content from physical therapy products and rehab management, visit us online at ptproductsonline.com and RehabPub.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the publications and to our newsletters. Also be sure to check out more podcast episodes from Rehab Management, Physical Therapy Products, and the rest of the MedCore Podcast Network. Melanie, thanks so much for the time, and I really appreciate the opportunity to share this with your listeners today.